0: Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves is part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you were listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, also hope for anyone that's listening, you, your family, your friends, y'all all had a very safe, enjoyable, and happy 4th of July weekend. Of course, it was a lot of fun seeing Plenty of excellent baseball played by the Braves, but last night, it was a rare occurrence. The Braves lost a baseball game. We'll get into that in just a moment. But of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com at S B N and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free just hit that subscribe button, button. Make sure you tune in. The All-Star break coming up, the 2023 MLB draft coming up. Plenty of things to cover when it comes to the Braves and just in general, different developments that are occurring as we enter the All-Star break for 2003. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at Stats SAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And as I mentioned, it's rare. It's a bit weird to discuss the fact that the Braves have lost a baseball game. That occurred on Tuesday night. And the simple truth is this. Last night, the Cleveland Guardians just did better executing, especially late in the game when it came to bullpen production, as well as driving in runs. And that's going to happen at times. But when I say that it's a rare occurrence, I truly mean that as of right now, with how good the Braves have been playing, it's a rare occurrence for them to lose a baseball game. This is only the sixth time that the Braves have lost a game since the start of June. And it's actually only the second time since June 14th that the Braves have lost. They won eight games, then lost. They won nine games, then lost on Tuesday. So it's pretty odd. It's a bit of a weird feeling to talk about the Braves losing a baseball game, if that's what occurred on Tuesday night and the big thing to take away is this there's nothing that occurred that was overly concerning nothing you know that 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 should raise you know eyebrows set of alarms or anything like that the Guardians just played a better game that's going to happen from time to time, no matter how good a team is playing over 162-game schedules. Sure, there may have been a few questionable decisions. You know, could Brian Snicker have, you know, perhaps, you know, pulled Koei Allard earlier? Maybe other decisions could be made as well. But, hey, it's hard to fault a team playing as good as the Braves are. Just sometimes the other team plays a better game. And that's what happened on Tuesday night. Kobe Allard, in my opinion, did did pretty well. Five innings, three earned runs allowed, only four hits, only one walk. The thing that really got to Kobe Allard was Ahmed Rosario, who had, you know, the two-run RBI hit in the third inning for the Guardians, as well as the home run that eventually chased Kobe Allard in the bottom of the sixth inning. But besides, besides facing Ahmed Rosario, Kobe Allard did pretty well against the Indians lineup. And the Braves lineup overall did a great job of clawing back. They eventually got to Shane Beaver, including a two-run home run from Ozzie Albies, who also hit the game-tying home run in the ninth inning. But what really kind of hurt the Braves were two things in this game. Number one, a bit of bad luck. You know, Kirby Yates, as well as Rysel Iglesias, you have to give credit to the Guardians. They put the ball in play where they needed to, but a bit of bad luck. You know, hurt both Kirby Yates and Rysel Iglesias last night. And the other thing that that played a big part in the Braves not being able to get the job done is despite the multiple home runs from Ozzy Albies, the Braves were 3 of 14 with runners in scoring position. So just an uncharacteristic night at the plate for the Braves. For anyone who may have a bit of concern, though, about the bullpen, it's important to note that since May 15th, this Braves bullpen is fourth In the majors, in terms of bullpen ERA, you're just simply going to have nights where the bullpen is not at its best, and that's what occurred last night, but I do think that the Braves have to be encouraged by how well Kobe Allard has pitched in his first two starts, with some good news coming along the way for Max Reed and hopefully soon um, um, Kyle Wright as well. We'll discuss the latest on Freed a little bit later on in this episode, but with the fact that it seems both starters are inching their way back to the rotation, I do think the Braves have to feel at least a bit comfortable that Kobe Allard can hold down uh, his spot in the rotation until both Freed and Wright are back. So the Braves had to be encouraged once again by Allard's performance. But the other big development, despite the loss on Tuesday night, is the fact for the second straight night the Braves were able to get a multi-home run game from a person in the nine first or second spots. In the lineup, that lineup turn for the Braves right now may be the most advantageous aspect of how well this team is playing, especially with how well Michael Harris II, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Ozzie Albie's have all been playing as of late. Despite the
1: support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team.
0: was a bit of a lackluster performance from Atlanta on the field on Tuesday. Perhaps the most important news and a very positive development overall was the fact that it was mentioned earlier on on Tuesday that Max Freed continues to make progression when it comes to him working his way back from a forearm strain that has kept him out since the early part of May, coming up on two months now, like many had expected. Now, when that occurred in early May, the expectation pretty quickly was that Max Freed hopefully would be back sometime, maybe in August, but perhaps after the All-Star break as well, and it seems to be trending that Max Reed could be back a bit earlier than some had expected. Because Brian Snicker did report on Tuesday that, as had been reported earlier in the week, Max Reed traveled with the Braves to Cleveland. He did throw another bullpen session. It looked good, so there could be discussion of a rehab assignment starting for Max Reed in the near future to really start to set a timeline for when he can return to the Braves rotation. Now, I would anticipate, you know, this is pure speculation, I would expect with how good the Braves are playing, and especially with the fact that the All-Star break is coming up, the Braves are going to take their time with Max Reed coming back from the injury. So it may still be August, before we see him return to the rotation, that will be determined in time. But it definitely is encouraging to hear that the Braves' ace is having nothing but good success and good overall results in working his way back from what at once was a pretty scary development when it came to the type of injury that he was experiencing. So once again, Max Reed has thrown a successful bullpen. You know, Monday into Tuesday. For the Braves, and the discussions could start of potentially looking at Max Reed starting a rehab assignment over the next several days. Make sure to tune to or stay tuned to batterypower.com for all the latest when it comes to Max Reed and his return to the Braves rotation. So, when we talk about things that have occurred that have allowed for this Braves lineup, to be, you know, producing at the historic pace that it has really since the start of June. You know, you can pinpoint a few things that, you know, have really helped to elevate this Braves lineup. You know, I mentioned a few weeks ago about the fact that this Braves lineup is doing something right now that it rarely did in 2022, in which the lineup itself as a whole is clicking on all cylinders. Now, one thing that definitely occurred is that once the calendar turned to June, The Braves have finally been able to experience a good stretch, a knock on wood, a good stretch in which nearly every part of their lineup, at least every main part of their lineup, despite an injury to, you know, Sean Murphy that kept him out for about a week, but mainly every part of the Braves lineup has been healthy. The Braves lineup has has maintained a relative clean bill of health over the past six weeks, and you see the result that has occurred when all of the best talents are healthy and able to perform at their normal talent level. They're the best offense in baseball. That shouldn't surprise anyone with how talented this Braves offense truly is. But the other thing that occurred was back a few weeks ago when the Braves made the adjustment that moved Matt Olson down to the fourth and fifth spot in the lineup, and moved Ozzie Albies up to the second spot in the lineup, that really allowed the Braves offense to get going as well. And the other thing that has really helped out is the fact that Ozzie Albies has improved his production as a left-handed hitter against right-handed pitching. And that, you know, kind of overall puts the spotlight on the fact that, as we mentioned before, one other big aspect of this team that has really been a great development is how well they've improved against right-handed pitching. But the overall health of the lineup as a whole, the change of Albies to the second spot in the order, moving Olsen down, those are a few things that definitely help the offense take it to the next level. But I think that perhaps the most advantageous, the biggest reason why this Braves team is performing as well as it is, is that its most dynamic players are stacked up back to back to back in the lineup. And they're all producing at exceptional levels right now. And of course, I'm talking about the turn of the lineup. The ninth spot being Michael Harris II, the first spot being Ronald Acuna Jr., and then the second spot, Ozzie Albies. And the numbers back up the fact that since June 1st, when you compare the combined production of the Braves' ninth, first and and second spots in the order, when you combine the production of those three spots in the order for the Braves, compared to the ninth, first, and second spot in the order for other Major League Baseball teams since June 1st, the Braves are the best in baseball. The Braves truly are the most productive team when it comes to their lineup turning over in the game over the past six weeks. For instance, combined, out of their ninth, first, and second spots in the order since June 1st. Those three spots have combined to have a 978 OPS and a 158 WRC+. Both numbers lead all of baseball when it comes to the combined production out of those three spots in the order. The Braves also happen to lead baseball in home runs as well as total production out of those spots as well. We're talking about 25 combined home runs out of the ninth, first, and second spots in the order since June 1st. 66 runs, 61 RBIs, a three hundred twenty three average, and here's the big thing, 26 stolen bases. You know, i mentioned before that when both Ronald Acuna Jr. and Michael Harris II are healthy and playing at their best, it may be hard to find a more dynamic duo when it comes to an outfield in the base, in baseball, when it comes to a more dynamic outfield duo in baseball. Perhaps Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis. I'm sure there's a few others that could, you know, take that title as well. But right now, it's hard to find. Now, perhaps Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. are a bit better overall, but right now Michael Harris II and Ronald Acuna Jr. are performing as one of the best outfield duos in baseball. And you combine... The overall power production, the the rebound that Ozzie Albies is having this year, when it comes to impact and power, batting average, obviously the speed, offensively, that trio of Harris II, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Ozzie Albies, they are making a true difference at the top of the order, at the bottom and top of the order for this Braves team. And it's help of fact that a few other Braves have kind of fallen off a bit. Orlando Arcia, you know, as well as a few others that have kind of fallen off a bit as the calendar has gone from June to July. The Braves have continued to click because of how well the Harris II, Acuna Jr., and Ozzy Albies have been performing. So when we talk about the fact that, you know, this Braves lineup, there's many things that stand out about their production. The power, the overall ability against left-handed pitching, the balance, what have you. To me, the Braves getting the production right now when the lineup turns over in terms of power, in terms of average, in terms of speed, from Harris II, Acuna Jr., and Ozzie Albies, that may be the most advantageous aspect of this lineup. And the great thing about it is is that each of these players are simply playing to their talent level. I'm not saying they're going to remain this hot throughout the season, but they truly can be. That is three Dynamic difference makers that can make a difference against any team in the majors at any time. So that So as long as they continue to play to their talent level, that truly can be a reason why it's going to be hard for any team. To be able to beat the Braves in a series, whether it's regular season or playoffs. And most importantly, as long as Harris II, Acuna Jr. and Albies are playing at their true talent levels, it makes it unlikely that the Braves are going to go through a long stretch of, you know, results in which they're not winning a lot of ballgames. So the offense as a whole is performing outstanding. But a big reason why is just how special right now the turn of their lineup is performing and the performances of Harris II, Acuna Jr., and Ozzie Albies, and hopefully that will continue at least through the first half of the season. But now the big focus for the Braves, before they go into an off day on Thursday and then they end their first half of the season, and what could be one of the most exciting season matchups, you know, so far this year, in which the two top teams in baseball, the Braves and Rays, will face off against each other to end both of their first halves of the season. The Braves need to take care of business on Wednesday night, getting another winning streak going. And the exciting thing is, is that once again, taking them out for the Braves will be Michael Soroka. And the reason why you have to be excited is the fact that Soroka looked like his old self at times, last Friday night against the Miami Marlins. Six innings pitch, he did give th- up three earned runs, and yes, the home run ball definitely has been a, a-, a bit of an issue in-, in over his first three starts back. For Soroka, but he looked more like his normal self. He seemed to be more in command and definitely seemed to produce better overall stuff. Seven strikeouts over six innings. You know, he had two strikeouts and three strikeouts in his first two starts, you know, earlier in the season. But last Friday, seven strikeouts over six innings. Despite the home runs that he gave up, Michael Soroka looked pretty in control he did a good enough job to be able to put the Braves in a position to win in a huge matchup against the Marlins. And now, with the Braves coming off a loss, the Braves are definitely hoping that Soroka can give them another good five, six-inning performance, perhaps a quality start, to allow for them to be able to get the series win against Cleveland, but in my opinion, most importantly, allow for Michael Soroka to enter the the, the All-Star break coming off two very good starts in which he potentially can be a factor in the second half of the season for the Major League Squad. Opposing Michael Soroka for the Cleveland Guardians will be Cal Quantrill on the mound. He himself has not had the best of years, 2-5, and 6-18 ERA, so the Braves will have the opportunity to strike early. If they can get some runs for Soroka early, that definitely could be a good development For this team, because then if Soroka does run into a bit of a rough patch, at the very least he can bounce right back, knowing that he's got the support and some runs to work with. So the big key for the Braves tonight, just simply get back to business as usual, execute early, hopefully Michael Soroka can find some success against the Guardians lineup, and if the Braves have the ability to put together some early one run support for Soroka. I definitely think that they'll be able to figure out a way to get another series win. Make sure you stick with us here on the Daily Hammer for the latest when it comes to the Braves, and we'll recap tonight's action on tomorrow's edition of The Hammer. You can find all the great podcast content from the Battery Power Podcast Network at batterypower.com, at batterypower.sbn across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at s a c on Twitter. Until next time, Go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer.